Hey there, Kimberly Olson here, also known as the Gold Digger Girl. I'm a number one international best-selling author, multiple seven-figure earner, social media marketing expert, mompreneur mogul, and branding ninja. I'm on a mission to inspire you to get lit in your business, set your soul on fire, and teach you how to build your empire. Join us as we dive into action-oriented strategies that are going to allow you to scale your online business and create simple systems that duplicate. Let's get started. All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Gold Digger Girl podcast. I'm so excited because for today's episode, I've grabbed one of my new business besties for a beautiful conversation around her, who she is, what she does, and she is going to be just dropping some great wisdom. So I wanted to welcome you to the show. Makosi, welcome on. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very honored and excited for us to spend a little time together today. Haha, <laughs> hashtag spoiled. <laughs> yes, totally. I'm so spoiled. And I met you at Cynthia's stand and my audience knows Cynthia really well. Got to meet you and I was so drawn to you. I'm a very energetic person. And I was like, Ooh, I like her vibe. Like you just have this free, beautiful light about you. Just so loving and very playful about what life can be. I was just, I was so drawn to you. So I'm really, really grateful for this time. And I know that this is going to be really helpful to, to my, my ladies in the audience, because you've built something beautiful and I know that they want to as well. So before we get into the juicy goods, I would love for you to share a little bit about yourself. Can you share with us, you know, your background, um, just leading up into what you do now? I'd love for you to do that. Sure. Um, I think the best place to start is at the beginning, at least this time around, this life around. Um, I grew up, my mom was a, a single teen mom of two. And we grew up in a very small town in Southern West Virginia. Um, if you don't know anything about West Virginia, just know that it's usually in the top five for the bad things like <laughs> poverty, drug addiction, um, early deaths, all of those getting major high scores <laughs> in West Virginia <laughs> for that. So um, my life growing up was very challenging. Um, I experienced a lot of racism as a kid, and I also experienced a lot of poverty. Uh, I distinctly remember certain periods of time as a kid where, you know, dinner was just like a can of beans on a kerosene heater because mm -hmm. that was literally all we could afford to eat. And because of that upbringing, I um, developed, I have a little bit of a rebel inside of me, and I started to, at some point, maybe eight or nine, I heard some statistics about, you know, what happens to children of single teen moms and children who grow up in poverty and all of this. And that kind of became my enemy. That was like my imagined enemy that I had to prove wrong. I had to show that, oh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be any statistics, right? Mm -hmm. So um, I became a high achiever. I developed lots of characteristics to get myself out of that situation. And I don't have any shame about those characteristics. However, some of them uh, were not the most serving for me. So mm -hmm. I came to a point in uh, 2012, 2013, I had just given birth to my son and my intention was to go to med school. And by the way, this is how overachiever I was. I graduated with two degrees at the same time. I have a, a degree in business and a degree in marketing management while doing my prereqs for med of course. 
why not? Why not? For me, business was second nature. So easy. I actually started taking marketing in high school and, and I was entrepreneurial starting at age nine, selling rhubarb pies at the, office. Oh yeah. and, um, so it's always just been so easy to me. So I decide not to go to med school after having a really difficult time getting and staying pregnant and then actually having my son. I had a, a, a near-death experience when I developed postpartum preeclampsia. And I just couldn't imagine going to med school and leaving my, my kiddo behind. That yeah. just was not something at that point that I wanted. So I decided not to go to med school. I ended up working at Target, which was a big pill to swallow. And even that wasn't enough for me because I just deep, my deepest longing was to be with my son. So I ended up um, leaving Target and I got into direct sales. And at first it was very difficult. I almost failed within my first 90 days. And I came face to face with that do or die moment of like, mm -hmm. okay, are you going to do this or not? And yep. I was like, no, I'm not going back to work. So I dug in and then six months later, I was in the top 1% of that company. That's awesome. Absolutely. We have a lot of network marketers in our audience, so yeah. they can resonate with that. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's a beautiful place to like dip your toe and get yes. started and make a really great living. I, I am so grateful for that opportunity, especially as a mom with, you know, a toddler. Mm -hmm. So um, I, if anyone is familiar with like all of the different um, experiences that happen when you hit those levels, you're getting, you know, cash bonuses and you're, mm -hmm. you're getting flued out to Vegas and, <laughs> you know, totally. parties and all the things. And while I loved that, I loved what I did. I loved the women that I served. There was still something missing. There was still more and I didn't know what. And it was at that moment I started asking different questions like, who am I really? Um, why am I here? What is the greatest impact that I am here to make? And that took me on a spiritual journey. Mm. And that spiritual journey ultimately uh, was a five year long <laughs> initiation. I traveled to and from Africa, I was in wow. deep devotion and spiritual practice, and ultimately, um, became an initiated shaman in South Africa. Oh my God. And that so entire wild. journey, it's wild because I'm only 33, right? That's yeah. it's like multiple lives. I grew up in West Virginia. <laughs> From West Virginia. Oh my gosh. It was, none of it made logical sense. But ultimately what I discovered along my journey was that we can absolutely create success with certain mindsets, certain tools, you know, hard work, da, 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 da. But my spiritual journey showed me you actually align to and embody your essence, meaning you allow yourself to be your full self and you let go of the borrowed limitations from other people like oh, just got chills. statistics and who your parents thought you should be or who people think you should be because you're from West Virginia or who you mm -hmm. should be because you're a mom so on and so forth, when you let go of those and you release them and you allow yourself to fully be yourself, that is when you become 
effortlessly magnetic. That's when you experience flow. That's when you create what I call success beyond belief. It's when you are able to literally do things that you didn't even think were possible for mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Belief is not even required. At right. Hey, I don't even know where to start with all that. That's freaking awesome. So what is, so tell me a little bit more about that. Cause I love this stuff. Like I am quantum leaping right now. Like my, uh, my clients are like, what just happened? Because every second I'm like, let's change that belief. But what does success beyond belief mean to you? Like, cause it sounds like this is like a root, you know, pillar of what you do and what you, what you teach. Do you mind sharing Absolutely. a little bit more about that? Yeah, in my own studies, exploration, mastery around spirituality and psychology and business, what I noticed is that it's not that women are not smart enough, they don't have the strategies, they don't have access to all of this information. The biggest thing that's stopping them from having or experiencing the aligned, awakened abundance that's here for them is who they see themselves as it's Mm, their identity themselves Mm -hmm. to be right it's um if i believe myself to be makosi and um makosi thinks that being age 33 means blank right then i am going to be creating a reality that continues to affirm that right i'm going to automatically be creating limits and what i've noticed is we can actually start to decipher what our next aligned step is when we activate our intuition and we learn how to recognize when our higher self is guiding us. And often those come through triggers, through you know uncomfortable moments, through really challenging experiences because it's, it's Uh, It's a challenge or it feels like suffering because we are attached to a certain way of being. And it's like our higher self or our essence is saying, no, we we're that served us for a while. We want to let go of that. And now we want to be a different version or an expanded version of ourselves. And we can be very, very resistant (laughs) to let go. So It's really about overcoming that resistance because you're never done, right? You're never, Mm -hmm. there's never a moment where you're like, all right, I've done everything. I have no more resistance. (laughs) You know, that doesn't come up, but yeah, I've arrived. I'm I'm here. That doesn't happen. However, um, when we're able to recognize when our limitations are showing up and how they're showing up in the way that reality is communicating to us, we can create absolute insane. Oh, I think it's frozen. Hold on. Okay. We had a little glitch there. So just to kind of recap or more, I wouldn't say recap, but I'm curious to know, because, you know, a big part of are things that are blocking us. It's the resistance, like you talked about, but when I see you and I know that, you know, there's ladies that follow me when, when, so for you, and you said you haven't arrived, do you still notice this happening with you on a day-to-day basis? And you're just able to acknowledge and recognize it now? 
Absolutely. Okay. And so it's not like you don't go through it too. It's like the contrast, right? No, it's just that I understand what's happening and I'm much more quickly able to recognize when, when and where I'm doing it, right? And I'm able mm-hmm. to address it. Some people go their entire life. I will say some, most people right. go their entire life unaware that this is happening, unaware mm-hmm. that their, their own ego or their identity is in conflict with who they are designed to be energetically, like their true essence, who they're here to be at at their soul level. And so they live out a reality that's unfulfilling because it's essentially like they have put a mask on and are like trying to be someone else. I'll give you a really great Mm -hmm. example. Okay. Um, I don't know if you saw Paris Hilton's documentary. I I read her book a while ago and that gave me some sass. Yeah. (laughs) Good. Paris Hilton, I actually wasn't going to watch the documentary and then something pulled me to it. And I was like, this is brilliant because Paris Hilton built an incredible empire Mm -hmm. off of a mask, off of a personality that wasn't actually her. And in Mm. the documentary, she talks about the cost that was paid because she did that. And so- for me, I think there's a lot that, that we can learn. And I'm very passionate about sharing this because it's not that I don't want to see people make a ton of money. I want to see them make a ton of money, but I want them to make it in alignment. I want them to make it in a way that is fulfilling in the journey, not just, you know, the end result with the, you know, Valentino shoes and the, you know, private jets and all of that. Those are great but we've seen time and time again that that doesn't actually equate to euphoria is what I call it. Mm-hmm. Well-being, deep peace, um, deep satisfaction in your life every day. So I believe that we can have a both and reality where we can have incredible presence and flow and fulfillment and joy and also make a lot of money and have a great <laughs> impact and, you know, look fabulous and all the things. <laughs> I love it. It is, it is about, and, and for so long it was this or that and, or labeling things as good or bad. And now there's that movie happy, the documentary happy. And they're just, I, I don't really love how they did it, but the point is it's not about making more money guys. Like I can tell you for sure, like one of the most stressful years ever was this year for me. And you know, making a, you know, a few million dollars. Like you would think, oh, she's making a million. She's got to be having the best life. I do have an amazing life. And I I see it all that like, look at it. And because I was so wrapped up in the, the stress, the things I didn't want, being afraid of losing everything, um, all the fear that, you know, I was so set in what, what I was seeing and being frustrated by that versus saying, well, what do I want? What do I want? What do I want this to look like? Okay, let me, who do I need to be to be that kind of CEO and, and, and wife and all the things. So it is not about making more money at all, even though it seems like that will solve all your problems. Cause our audience, we attract a lot of women who are for the first time monetizing their brands. So they've done network marketing, direct sales, and maybe had some success, few thousand dollars. Some of them have hit six figures or multiple 
now they're becoming coaches or rolling out courses or haven't quite figured it out yet. Like that's our audience. It's not, you know, typically someone who's like, yeah, I've been doing millions every year. And so there's this huge uh, pattern I see with them feeling unworthy to charge what they're worth. And they feel bad about that. And they get really nervous about talking about sales or asking for that. Do you have any advice? Because I think you shared that you weren't charging that much when you started out, right? I'd love for you to share a little bit about the the leap you've made, how you've done that, because that's inspiring. Yeah. So, you know, it's funny because it's not about the money, but it is about the money, right? It's like this incredible paradox where the the money is an expression right the 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 money yes. is a reflection of um so many things who we believe ourselves to be um what we see as valuable in the world so on and so forth so when i got started um i for sure was not charging a lot uh so let's say even back to 2018 you could have a one on one session with me for $197 how oh, i started it was 100 bucks Yeah, like 100, 200 bucks. And the way that I came about that number was I looked at, um, because I'm a shaman, I'm looking at like, what were the, what are the other spiritualists charging? Mm -hmm. And that was how that's, that's where I got my charging. That's where I got my, my pricing from. Right. And I'm doing, doing my work with people. And I noticed a few things. It was very difficult to get results for clients. Um, in, cer- in certain instances, there were some who would have absolutely incredible results and then others where it was really difficult. I was also having a difficult time magnetizing clients and having them take it seriously. Because at the time mm-hmm. I was doing called divination, I was doing readings basically. Okay. Energy. And they would cut, people would come They'd want to know all of these things, but then they wouldn't do anything with it. <laughs> yeah, so frustrating. Oh, so <laughs> annoying. I'm like, are you kidding me? I just told you how to change your life and nothing. Mm-hmm. So very frustrating. So I, excuse me one second. Okay. Oh my God. Hashtag mom life. I know, right? So I was charging 197 and eventually I got to the point where I wanted to have a group coaching program and I launched the group, the group coaching program. And I charged $97 because I was like, Oh, one-on-one is like more valuable than group. So this needs to be less expensive. I did the same exact thing. Yeah. Not you. But that makes me feel better. So thank you for sharing. (laughs) It was also me. Right. So, um, I got to the point I did kept, I was trying to raise my prices. I eventually got to 297 and, um, I was exposed to, uh, someone else in the market who was talking about luxury, luxury branding specifically. Um, her name's Catherine Porritt and she was talking about luxury branding. And I realized as I'm, as I'm thinking about this, I was like, wait a minute, if you understand people's needs and what they value, what I am offering is number one, not for most people. And I started asking the question, which I hope the listeners will take mm-hmm. away. So I asked a different question. I asked number one, what is my genius zone? 
Meaning what mm -hmm. is so easy and effortless to me that it doesn't even feel like I'm doing anything at all. Like it doesn't necessarily even feel that valuable because mm -hmm. it's so second nature to me. And yes. number two, I asked who would value that more than almost anything, right? Mm -hmm. Who wants what I have to offer where I don't have to convince them. I don't have to prove anything. They just can get it. And because they can get it, they receive it and actually do something with it. Cause there's nothing more frustrating than creating something amazing and nobody does anything with it. Amen. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's very annoying. Yeah. So I ended up increasing my pricing for the group program. I think I ended up at like $800. Um, and then I made this huge jump. And that's what, that's what a lot of people do ask me about because I went and my, my next one-on-one -on -one client, I made this leap to 56,000 that I charged for mentorship. And I can break Where's down. The one I, I got it for 197. <laughs> I just go in. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. You have to tell us how you did that. Like yes. what? That's amazing. Huge. And then my next client was at 96,000. And then after that, 120,000. And that was a couple years ago. At this point, it would easily have to be a quarter of a million to work with me based off of the results that have come about and mm -hmm. the kind of experiences that my clients have, especially when working with me one-on-one. -on -one. So I use formulas, actually. There is a strategy okay. to how I price. The first thing um, that you have to understand, there is this common saying, right, to charge what you're worth. Mm -hmm. And I personally, from a spiritual perspective, there's no way to charge what you're worth because your value is infinite. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, there's no limit to that. However, what you want to charge is based off of what your people value, right? The person yeah. who is going to receive that, you want the investment to be relative to what that person values. So it's not even about you. Your pricing isn't about you, actually. It's not about... Uh, like, yes, you should be good at what you do. And yes, you know, you should have a level of mastery and a level of embodiment. Sure. But your pricing doesn't necessarily reflect that. I know coaches who are way better than me. Um, I am not the best coach out there. However, what I bring is unique, right? And I know what the uniqueness is and I know what the value is of that. So the other couple things that you can do is I looked at what are the likely results of a person who comes with, you know, all of the characteristics that set them up for success and, you know, actually paint that picture. And I paint mm -hmm. tangibly what that would look like and also intangibly. So even if you, let's say, are, you know, doing relationship coaching and maybe it's not tied directly to money, you can look at like, what would it cost someone if they didn't get married right, right. in their life? Because there, mm -hmm. there actually are statistics. You can find the numbers that show when you get married, um, you tend to make more money because <laughs> you have support. Good to know. 
and all of that, right? Or, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Especially men really benefit from being married. They actually benefit more than we do, but hmm. it's another topic for another day. You could also look at um, what it would cost them, right? What it yeah. would cost. So if I, when I was working with clients who weren't entrepreneurs, I would look at um, a woman who maybe she didn't get raises beyond the standard you know, 3% per year. And I looked at how much money would she make? And then I looked at, well, what, how much money would she make if she actually worked with me? And I, I did have a client who um, made this incredible jump from 35K to $70,000 a year salary. And I calculated, she ended right. up making, she will make millions more in her life because That's so of that cool. decision, right? So then you can look at, taking, I like a one tenth, right? I like for the, for the investment to be like a one tenth investment of what their likely results are going to be over the next, let's say 12, 24 months, five years, just depending on your, on your work, right? What it is. Yeah. So when I look at my clients who, for example, let's say I charge someone, uh, a quarter of a million dollars today. I have clients who have gone on because of the work that we did together. They were able to break through and then literally made millions millions of dollars more in let's say 12, 18, 24 months. And if I'm charging, let's say $250,000 compared to 2.5 or three or four or 5 million, that's a no brainer. Mm Mm-hmm. That yeah. is like, well, yeah. And then I can just throw on those intangibles as like in, an added benefit, right? Like not only do you get to do that and also you're going to get to do it in alignment and in flow right. and, yeah. and, and who and, you are. Yeah. Right? Being so, tied to who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's some simple math, <laughs> some simple math. Um, And my belief also is that there's a gazillion ways to skin a cat. Mm -hmm. There's a gazillion ways to make $100,000 a year or Mm -hmm. half a million or 3 million or whatever. When you prioritize what's in alignment for you and structure everything to support that, that is when you create more abundance, magnetize more clients, so on and so forth, who actually are ready, willing, and able to invest Mm -hmm. at that level. I love that. And I I do want to ask this to kind of finish this conversation because this is literally what we're talking about is what I talk, they talk to me about every single day. So this is so helpful to everyone listening and I'm positive and watching. So this is what I believe. And I, I feel like you kind of said this with the magnetizing, So when they do this work to say, okay, who do I want to work with? How much am I charging? What does my life look like? Then are they to be that on social, the the personal brand, the representation, the the energy, the conversation, and knowing that they they will attract the clients to them? Because there's this trust factor there doing that and taking a leap of faith. But also it's a little bit like, I just went through, you know, a, a, a big jump uh, since June of like stepping into this next version of myself. And I remember thinking, okay. And I was also like, 
who are you to kind of step more into luxury a little bit with my brand. But I also knew like, that's what I wanted to do. So I just did it. It wasn't like suddenly my clients were like, yeah, this is what we want from you. Like I just went and did it and it's been so, so beautiful. Uh, what about you? What did you do to, to make that jump and attract clients that were like, yeah, I'm going to spend that much money with you. Yeah. It all starts when nobody's looking right. Okay. Because you're mm-hmm. always with yourself. You mm-hmm. can't fool yourself. So it has to start with you first. You don't wait until you find those clients and then become, no, you become first, right? You Mm -hmm. step into it first. So um, if you're watching, you can see, I, I I just, I'd be fabulous. It's what I, you are so fabulous, (laughs) Um, but I had to step into it, right? Like there's always been part of my essence who enjoys dressing up and trying different styles and, you know, expressing myself in different ways. But I had to take that to the next, to the next level. Right. Mm -hmm. And really allow myself. So I, I will dress like this, um, to go drop off mail. That's so awesome. (laughs) Yeah. I, and that's not to say I don't ever just lounge in pajamas. I do sometimes, but more often than not, I'm, I dress for me. It's not just so I can get those clients. It is that I am embodying the highest expression of myself right mm-hmm. now. Right. And yeah. that is what magnetizes, right? Like I'm wearing a, you can't see it, but you know, this is like a super plunge dress Ooh. situation. Right. Love that super plunge dress. Mm-hmm. Automatic repellent for most people who are like, that's not a spiritual person. That's not a business person. But then there are some people who are like, yes. Yeah, totally. That's what I want. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to be myself and be a little sexy, even though I'm a mom and married and, you know, work with whoever. So that is what attracts. The other piece too, um, that I don't talk about as, as much, but maybe I should, is literally getting into the life and thinking of your ideal client. So one of the first things I did was I got a membership at a spa and I went and it's not like everybody saw this. I don't even like post about it really, but I knew. And I got to experience as a VIP at the spa, you know, what my ideal client's life was like, where this is the norm where going to the sauna a couple times a week is the norm for them, right? Or listening, it doesn't even have to cost any money, right? It can be listening to the kinds of podcasts that they listen to or mm-hmm. being immersed in and going to events like the event where we met. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> where they are likely to hang out. You've got to understand that Who you're being, your identity is born out of, is a product of your environment. You got to imagine Mm -hmm. your clothing. And where are you planting? What soil are you planting yourself in? Mm -hmm. Are you planting yourself in soil like my upbringing in West Virginia, where people will spend money on, let's say, drugs, right? Mm -hmm. But the idea of investing in spirituality is 
so absurd Mm -hmm. to many of them. However, it's not completely out of the question if let's say I'm talking with a, you know, with some folks in tech or, you know, some of the spiritual folk out in LA and so on Mm -hmm. and so forth, where it's like an everyday occurrence for them to invest in wellness, in business, in spirituality, and so on and so forth. So your environment is really important. If you can't physically do it, well, we have virtual options, right? And books and, you know, free meetup events and so on and so forth. I love that so much. Yeah, I saw this uh, Lux TV, I think it's called, at a restaurant. I was at one time with the girls. We got all dressed up when daddy was out of town and went to this really fancy restaurant. And it was, I think, yeah, Lux TV. They have it on YouTube. But it was all of these mansions and jets and, and fashion shows and just all this stuff. And that was the inspiration behind our rebrand was I loved the the marble and I don't know, it was just these different elements. And I loved the some gold foil and like, it actually inspired me for the foundation of the rebrand. And then I started thinking about, like you said, like, okay, how can I feel this? And just watching that, that TV, sometimes it's like, I can see myself in that. Oh, um, private jet. I was booking a trip in Mexico for our, some of our students and an add-on was a private jet and I saw it and my soul was like, yes, like I didn't book it, but my soul, my soul identified with it. Like it was so out of, out of body experience. Cause it was like, like it was accessible, you know, 10, you know, a year ago I would have laughed. Right. So the experience is like, you're talking about of like what you're wearing and going to the mailbox. Like you, you all think that that's not real. It is absolutely real because the environment your identity, when you look in the mirror, when you're shopping in a store, like all of those experiences imprint on you. And then one day you look up and you're like, I don't even recognize my old self because this is my new self. And now I'm working on the next self. Right. And it just keeps going and going, which this has been so, so wonderful. I would love to do this again. I'd love to have you come and in person to one of our events. I know my, my audience would love, love to hear your, just you, and who you are and everything you're working on. Um, what would be the best way for them to follow you on social? We'll include the show notes and this is going to air on YouTube or podcast, uh, Facebook everywhere. So where, uh, where's the best way for them to find you? Where do you hang out? Yeah. So, um, right now, Instagram is the best place and right. 2023, I am going all in on YouTube oh. and hey, watching my own live audio podcast situation okay so excited so, situation <laughs> so excited I can't even I can't even I'm so excited I'm all about depth and Instagram has just been very challenging to have depth there so yes. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be focused more on YouTube um or my website theroyalshaman.com okay. so Instagram at the royal shaman YouTube now has handles I'm at the royal shaman or my website okay. grab that okay I love this. Okay. We'll include that below for you guys. And um, I want to encourage you to follow her because I, you'll see more and more of this conversation for me. So it'll help support because sometimes you need to hear it from more than one person. It'll help support what you're seeing me doing and teaching you guys. And of course the, the, you know, the wisdom that you're dropping and, um, and I just want to say, I mean, I'm 42 and you know, you being 33, what you're going to do in this lifetime it's going to surpass 
your life. It's going to, you're going to create legacy. You're going to create impact. Like in our time, we get to change the conversation around women in worth and wealth and being in your soul's essence, like you said, and you're a pioneer for that. And I just want to acknowledge you for that because it gives me chills. I'm grateful to know you and you're, you're going to change this world. Thank you so much. I'm going to fully receive that. I know that it's happening. And um, I personally feel like my book coming out next year, Euphoric Evolution, is going to be the first step in that. So stay tuned. All right. I like it. A little teaser for us. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, if you found this episode helpful, take a screenshot if you're listening or screenshot if you can watch us. Throw it in your stories and tag me. Tag me at the Gold Digger Girl and you can tag Makosi at the Royal Shaman. And that way we can both give you a shout out on our stories as well. Okay. Makosi, thank you so much for being on. I so appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me, Kimberly. Just amazing. All right, y'all. Thanks for listening. Until next time, get lit in your business and set your soul on fire. We'll see you next time. This episode was brought to you by The Gold Digger Girl, the program that teaches you how to build the six-figure foundation for your business. If you want support from an experienced coach that's become a self-made millionaire, recently recognized as the number two recruiter globally in her network marketing company, she's helped countless others scale their online business and create simple systems that duplicate, all you have to do is email support over at The Gold Digger Girl. You'll see the option in the menu tab so we can find out best how to support you on your entrepreneurial journey.